guy put the tiles on backwards and literally what? Yes, they start one. It was like oh. a mosaic tile, and they literally started popping off one by one. It was absolutely hysterical. It was like <laughs> it was like the popcorn. Like all of a sudden, bing bing. I was like, holy cow, what's happening in here? They put they put the tile on backwards. What's the five P's? Do you remember it? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. There you go. It doesn't matter how much money we get. If we don't close, it's no money, right? So no close is no money. I'm everything that I am because of my dad's death. And I wouldn't be as successful without his death. Hi, I'm Sophia Klopas with the Klopas Stratton team at Berkshire Hathaway. And this is Tina Georgiopoulos. Yep. And Tina is a wonderful rehabber, construction. Tina, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I am a handy lady and general contractor. I am based mainly on the northwest side, well, the northern suburbs Yeah. right now. Um, I used to be in Chicago. I mainly do uh, stuff on the north side. I just moved about a year ago. Okay, so you're no longer working in the city proper. No, not so much. Not okay. so much. No. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you actually got started as a handy lady. <laughs> I like that. Not a handy man, a handy lady. Yes, ma'am. So tell us about how did you decide to get started in that? Um, well, it, it's a funny story. This is my fifth business. And uh, the previous one I had a... Uh, a factory. We manufacture uh, Jello products. Jello, yeah, egg-based okay. Jello products for the okay. Hispanic market. Cool. Uh, there were some issues with um, cold chain distribution. We had some recalls. Long story short, uh, I had to close the business down, and I lost everything. And oh, yeah. I was, you know, sulking in bed, and I didn't want to get out of bed, and. Uh, you know, throwing myself a little pity party. And I said, well, I need to get out of the house. So let me try this thing called TaskRabbit. Mm, we yeah. use TaskRabbit all the time. Oh, it's great. I love it. It's great. You know, and the <laughs> plug for TaskRabbit. Right. I know. So we have a handy lady. <laughs> um, so I, I started doing simple things, you know, let me, I don't care. I just needed to get out of the house. Let me mow your lawn. Let me and make a little money. Exactly. But I needed a purpose. I needed right. something. So I was mowing lawns and cleaning gutters and somebody asked me, Hey, can you mount a TV? And I said, you know, well, yeah, of course I know how to mount a TV. I can mount a TV. Uh, you know, can you recock my bathtub? Can you, uh, you know, install this vanity? And just slowly, I just kept acquiring more tools and skills and building a client base. And it was an accident. You know? So, but you were self-taught. Like, so oh, what did you like go on? Like my nephews, they live for YouTube. I mean, you ask them anything, oh oh, hold on, I'm going to go YouTube it. You can learn anything on YouTube. So is that, I'm convinced you, did? you could do open heart, you could learn open heart surgery on YouTube. On YouTube. Right? Okay. Yeah, so you, you learned a lot on YouTube? Yes. YouTube okay. and reading and, you know, uh, talking to people. That you, had the skills that, that you could lean on. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, but it, honestly, there's just so much information at your fingertips there's no excuse for anybody to say they don't know how to do anything. You okay. Know. Well, you could tell your uncle Frank that. <laughs> <laughs> Tina is okay. also my niece and yeah. my husband is hit her mother's brother. Yes. And we argue about changing light bulbs. So. 
<laughs> you could yes. shame your uncle. Okay. okay. So you started that whole thing, but I mean, I think you've from, you know, knowing and loving you, you've absolutely grown your trade into full-blown rehab. I mean, I yes. was talking to a client of yours yesterday and she showed me the work that you did. Oh, in you did? Okay. spraying the kitchen cabinets. Oh, I mean, Amanda, yes. Yeah, yes, Amanda's great. house. I mean, it looked beautiful and obviously you did a great job because from what I could tell, they got a really great price for their property. All because of me, obviously. All because of yeah. you, it yes. Was, it was, it, the I clincher mean, was the cabinet. Well, huh. she said they had their inspection yesterday and there really wasn't anything. So... Obviously, you know what you're doing. And I think that probably might be a great segue into like, what's the worst thing you've ever walked into when you've gone in to do a rehab? Like, is there one thing that sticks out or a couple things? I mean, I know I've seen some real crazy things, you know, being in real estate for 22 years. I mean, you're talking the stuff that I see it. It's I don't know. Where do I begin? I've seen professional what we would call professional property management companies. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've seen them take mailers, you know, like those, those garbage, like pizza mm-hmm. things and coupons, right. uh-huh. whatever to cover up a hole on the outside of a building with like foam. Oh Lord. Okay. And they would charge and say that, Oh, it's repaired. You know? Okay. That's I've seen not foolproof. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I've seen like, I, you go bathrooms not waterproofed at all. Um, people putting the wrong type of material on tile to where oh it, it looks good for literally five minutes and then they run the shower and the, the tiles are falling off. Oh God, that happened at our house. See, the guy put the tiles on backwards and literally what? Yes, they start one. It was like oh. a mosaic tile, and they literally started popping off one by one. It was absolutely hysterical. It was like, it was like the popcorn. Like all of a sudden, bing, bing. I was like, holy cow, what's happening in here? They put, they put the tile on backwards. And so the, the, the cock part that was holding the tile was actually attached to the paper that was supposed to be on the outside protecting the face of the tile. Oh yes, no. This, this did happen at my house 22 years, like 20 years ago, oh, but yes. Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. I um, understand. Yeah, like the other thing would be like failed home inspections where, you know, you have, you know, this is an old city. We have old houses. There should never be a report that's under 40 pages. There should never be a report under 40? No. No? I mean, you can, you, you will find something wrong. That's their job. Of course. (laughs) But you will find something wrong in new construction. Like there's not. Sometimes more than. Sometimes more. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, when you have a report that's 30 pages long for, uh, you know, 3,000 square foot home that's over 100 years old. You know, I walked in and I would see visible water damage, you know, like you could see it with your eyes. You don't need an infrared camera that was missed. Um staircases that like the the boards were literally they were sinking in you know even crazy stuff like that and you would think that that would show up uh unfortunately a lot of people um they don't do a good job of picking their team when they're buying a home which is why like i really respect you guys and what you do you guys really know your stuff and you know you protect your clients and that's what I want to do. You know, when somebody invites you into their home, they invite you into their life. You have a really huge responsibility to 
do the best you can and, and protect them, you know, give right. them the right information. So yeah, for most people, their home is their largest investment for 100%. most. percent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it is, it is a very serious matter. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Oh no. What happened here? <laughs> Everybody, I don't know if they can see it. You can see it. Um, well, I was, um, I was at a house in Barrington and it was a tall house <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, they they had a lot of uh, water damage coming in, and we were trying to figure out where it was coming from. And we determined, you know, there was some caulking missing from windows. Long story short, I threw up my 26-foot ladder on this newly asphalted driveway that uh, was very slick and... Oh, yeah, it rained yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, the oils must have mixed. I don't know. It slipped out from under me. I should have jumped off and rolled off, but I was just caught by surprise. Held on for dear life. I did. I landed <laughs> flat and I landed like a cat, I guess, like on my uh, hands and knees. And it didn't really hurt that badly. Right. To begin with, probably because of the adrenaline. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, only. But yeah, as the day went on, it. it um, Thank God you didn't break your teeth. Yeah, That's I always think about save the teeth. <laughs> well, you can always get new ones, right? Yeah, but then they're still fake. That's true. Um, okay, so but you're going to be okay. Always, yeah. always going to be okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, tell us what do you find? I, I mean, you know, I always talk to my clients, my younger clients especially, like sweat equity. Like they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're, when they're buying their first house, they're always. You know, everybody's always budget conscious, but I find that first time home buyers are more budget conscious than others just because they're, you know, scraping their pennies together to buy, which is so great instead of renting. And I always tell them, I'm like, you guys buy something that needs a little work. 100%. Because you can get the work done for less than what you're going to pay for it on the open market. So what do you think or what are your favorite things or when someone hires you and says, Tina, come on in. What can we do to this space? They've closed on it. I mean, I know what I always think like is going to sell the most, but what do you think is the greatest thing to do to a house to update it? Bathroom and kitchen. Bathroom and kitchen. Okay. Well, those are the obvious. Yeah. The kitchen. So for example, I saw your client's kitchen, Amanda, yesterday. Yes. And she didn't need to take down all of the cabinets and replace the cabinets. You just were able to refinish them, right? Yes. So tell us about that process because some people think they just take a paintbrush. No. Yeah, right? But no. this is what happens. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a place and they're Don't like, oh, well, it. we refinished uh. the cabinets. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that looks like a two-year-old took a paintbrush. And did one of these jobbers. Yeah. So why don't you sort of explain the actual process of painting kitchen cabinets? Because it's not as Same easy as one to do. Don't just okay. do it. And and especially, and I want to I want to make a, a PSA, I guess. In this beautiful woodwork city that we have, you know, especially if you have an older building, you have this beautiful original woodwork. Do it right. You know, don't hire somebody who's going to give you the cheapest price because they're going to come in and they're not going to use an alkyd based paint. They're not going to, they're going to use the cheapest production paint they have and they're going to attack it with paintbrushes. And then you're just going to have brush marks all over this beautiful, you know, 
six inch crown and right the and beautiful old molding exactly it, it'll ruin it anyway uh for the cabinets what happens with cabinets is that not only are they in the kitchen and they're being exposed to greases and oils yeah there's also grease and oil on your fingertips so whenever you touch a cabinet you know you're depositing your oils on the cabinet now you have to remove all of the oils from any surface that you're painting. That includes walls. Okay. So you have to prep. Uh -huh. um, you have to use uh, trisodium phosphate to okay. get rid of oils and deposits. Okay. Um, if anybody has ever washed or tried to polish something with like a pledge or like an yeah. orange-based uh -huh. oil. It's terrible. It's the worst thing. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't come off. No. And it'll create fisheye on your finished product, which is those little bubbles. Right. Uh -huh. You know, and when you're looking at cabinets and you're you're painting them, they need to be flawless. They need to be flawless. <laughs> yes. Especially if it's a vertical surface and light hits it and you're just seeing it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you need to sand it, not all the way down to remove the finish, but you do either need to degloss it or or get rid of any kind of scratches or imperfections. Um, you need to wash it with TSP to get rid of any kind of grease or oil. Uh, you need to prime it, ideally with like... Wait, what's TSP? I've uh, heard this before. Trisodium phosphate. Okay. So it can come... It comes in a powder form, but you can also get a liquid substitute. It's okay. It's the best thing for cleaning. Tip for all the homeowners. The best thing for cleaning grease in the kitchen. Um, ceilings, walls, it's a no rinse kind of a deal. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, and then on you, the shopping list. There you yeah. go. Uh, but protect your hands. Okay. You use it. So uh, after that, you have to prime it. And you can't just use like a sticks or a water-based primer because the tannins will bleed through from the wood if you're doing a light color or it doesn't matter. You need either an oil-based primer or you need um, a shellac-based primer. Okay. So and this process on like an average size kitchen, like this prepping and getting rid of all of the oil. Days. This is a... This is days, days. plural. Okay. Yeah. And this is a this is in my like professional workshop where I set it up and I have a table. Like if this is a homeowner, this is going to take them longer to do it. But properly. I'm saying for you. So you, it's. Oh, it's, this will be a week. This is a week just to priming and prepping. I uh, know the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. So you remove the cabinets. You make sure they're all labeled because even if they're the same size, they're not, it's not going it's like a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you clean it or you sand it, you clean it, you prime it, and then you have to spray it. You have to spray it. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe get away with rolling it with a foam roller, but it's just the result is not going to be the same. The smoothest finish is always a spray. Yes. Yes. And then no you matter can, dark or lights or anything. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you could buy like a, a very affordable sprayer mm -hmm. and do it yourself, but you're talking about keeping dust off of everything too, exactly. right? Isn't dust a big problem? It's a huge problem. Yeah. It's a huge In problem. Cabinets. Okay. With everything, you know, right. with, if, when you go to paint your car, yeah, same thing, you know, they have, most people don't paint their car, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to paint your car, well, when you have a, if paint you have an walls. accident, yes. When you paint your walls, the well, you can't really see it, but yeah. You well, know. no, that's always a discussion when someone is, doing stuff, they're always like, well, do you do the floors first or do you do the walls first? Right. If you do the floors first, then you possibly have dust all over the walls. Well, you got to clean the walls. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I always do at least, yeah. you know, I, I mop. Um, so you like to, the, the painting of the kitchen cabinets, 
I think that's like a huge return on investment. Huge. And make sure you're using a quality paint because some things you cannot touch up. You know what you I mean? You can't touch up. You cannot. Some paints, especially, um, I don't, I don't want you to, are we allowed to say brands that yeah, we don't like? Sure. Okay. Sherwin Williams, atrocious, the worst. Do not use no them. No touch up paint. Mm-hmm. No. And also I find that when you get it wet, it, it starts to streak a little bit, mm. especially mm-hmm. if there's any kind of like salt based um, cleaner. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. All right. Yeah. So the cabinets and then the countertops, right? Countertops counter are tops, huge. They're they huge. make a huge difference in my opinion. I, I agree with you. You know, and there's so many things you can do. You, you can. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be like $50,000 marble. No. It can be a quartz. Quartz, and sometimes that's out of somebody's price range, you know, but you can do, uh, if you want to DIY it, you could do a cast in place cement. Oh. You know, that's, it's affordable. Like you can uh-huh. do it. It's, and that's sturdy for a kitchen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. There you go. Super There's sturdy. a nice option. Um, if you wanted like a warmer look, you could do um, the butcher block. Uh-huh. I love a butcher block. Me too. Top. Especially uh-huh. on like an island yeah. where it mm-hmm. seems like it fits in more. It does. It's appropriate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's so many options. Even the Formica now, it's, it can be deceiving. It did have a really bad, bad rap for it did. a very long time. <laughs> Formica. Um, and then, you know what I always love is the hardware. Cause I feel like the hardware is the jewelry. It makes, right. Yes, it I makes the room. love hardware and faucets, the, the fittings, the fixtures. I think this can be repeated also, right. The same conversation for the bathrooms. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, the bathrooms have gotten so pretty, right? It's just, you know, it's behind a door. I mean, the powder room is like the greatest place ever. Right. Love putting up like fun wall coverings. You know, I tell my clients, you know, do they always say, do I have to take down the wall covering in the powder room? I'm like, don't touch it. (laughs) It's beautiful. Um, Okay. So yeah, those are some great ideas. Um, The one thing I will say about redoing a bathroom mm -hmm. um, it's if you have any kind of like older plant, if you have galvanized, if you still have galvanized yeah. and you're going to redo your bathroom, replace Those it. Those are the water lines, the plumbing lines right. when she's saying galvanized. Uh, switch to copper because taking, taking off, like if there's any of our kind of leak or anything that goes wrong, you're just going to end up having to remove all of the beautiful work that you just did. That's a great point to replace yeah. it. And a lot of people think, Oh, well I'm going to save money here because they want all of their budget to go towards the flashy, the pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that yeah. they think is going to sell, but honestly the stuff you don't see is sometimes far more important. Oh, sure. I always call it the non-sexy stuff. The non-sexy like stuff. Like when Absolutely. I have a house that needs work. Yes. Like, but the clients have redone the roof. They've replaced all of the appliances. They've top yeah. pointed. I'm like, listen, all the non-sexy stuff is done. Now you can like put your stuff on it. Yes. But that stuff is actually almost, I mean, you know, unless you're doing a hundred thousand dollar fridge. Right. But I mean, right, that right, stuff right. is as expensive. Oh yeah. It's just, you don't see it, well, but the, you the certainly problem. appreciate it. Well, you appreciate it if. When that's the thing, you don't know that something's there until it goes wrong. Right. You know, just like your car, like it's not a car <laughs> until something goes wrong and then it right. becomes that's a not car. A problem. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the thing that gets you from here to there. You don't really think about how it works. 
it's the same thing with your plumbing and your electrical. You know, if you still have cloth wrapped wires, uh, well, I'm sorry. Like you, you're going to have an issue in the future, right? You might have a fire. If you have, uh, you know, the, the put, have you seen those? The, the circuit breakers? The circuit breakers. Sure. Yeah. That's uh, a, for sure. There's cloth wiring in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cloth wiring um, is what they used to use before they yes. they did metal tubing. And a lot of old homes, I've sold, sold many houses that still have cloth wiring. And the process to remove is arduous, but definitely worth it. They're literally pulling yeah. the lines out. It's not that bad, to right. be honest. It's really not, you know. Um, but more importantly, you know, make sure when you buy your home, there's been boxes that have been recalled. Literally, you're not supposed to have them. Oh, electric boxes. Yes. yes. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, your insurance won't cover it if there's a fire. So make sure some inspectors don't know that, you know, especially right. younger inspectors who aren't right. familiar. Right. Um, yeah. We've heard that about the electric boxes. I'm sure you know. Yeah. But like for younger real estate agents, maybe who aren't very familiar. I do think a good quality inspector is really important. I think it's... Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Your first line of defense. Yeah. Your inspector and um, having an attorney who will absolutely um, fight for what your inspector found. Um, The real estate agent is involved in that part, but the attorney really writes the letter to hit home. Yeah. Okay. Those are all great things. Um, Do you have anything else you want to add about the home process? Uh, I guess the only thing I would say is that most issues with homes, they either, they're a result of either uh, ignorance or procrastination. Oh, when something goes wrong. When something goes wrong. So, um, you know, do the best you can to keep yourself informed and and stay on top of your quarterly maintenance. Right. That's important. Yeah, you know, clean your gutters, check your downspouts, check your caulking. You know, you're talking about something that would take you maybe an hour just to do a walk around, you know. Right. Do you do that? Is that something? Yeah, of course. That you offer? I do offer that. You offer that as service. Okay, well, yes. how do people get a hold of you? <laughs> well, you can give me a call. My number is 224-628-8295. Email me at tinanostosgc.com or... How do you spell that? Tina at what? Oh, sorry. N-O-S-T-O-S-G-C.com. Uh, or on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Tina. All right. Well, thanks G, for Tina G. Yeah. yeah. You'll find her. Thanks, okay. Tina, for joining us. And we will uh, see you all soon. Thanks. Thanks.